What's going on my friends? It's definitely been a minute here, but I'm back just in time for the start of summer with episode 5 of Red Letter Day. We've got a lot to discuss now, so let's get moving. So yes, good to be back doing another episode of Red Letter Day. A lot has happened since the last time that I sat down and recorded. Last episode, episode four, one of my favorites so far, being able to sit down and have a great conversation with Laura. If you haven't checked it out yet, definitely go back, give episode four a listen. It's very thought-provoking, and it's a very good time to you know, get some laughs along the way, like we usually do. But shout out to her, because uh, her show day has come and gone. You know, Six weeks flies by. It went very, very quick from when we sat down and talked. But her show day has come. It's complete. And her hard work definitely paid off with her earning some nice hardware. So go check out her Instagram to hear and see all about it. Personally, for me, on a me note, I just finished up my first pharmacy rotation for school. So that was a really good time. You know, I learned a whole hell of a lot of new stuff there. Met some really good people along the way. So I'll definitely keep in touch with them. Uh, It's always nice to experience some new things, as we all know. But what makes it even better is having those new experiences with some awesome people there. Uh, Besides that, you know, there's been a lot, a lot of stuff going on out in the real world here. Like I said, summer is here, summer's approaching, and I guess COVID's over. It's it's still a thing. I, honestly, I have no clue what we're doing at this point. We're giving people lollipops, goodie bags, trying to convince them to get vaccinated if they're not vaccinated already. You know, I, I don't really know what we're doing with that, whose idea this was, but hey, you know, if, I, if you're going to enter me in a lottery, a $1 million lottery to get vaccinated, guess what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to go get vaccinated. You know, I don't know. I don't care if you are or not. has no bearing on my life. doesn't matter to me. I don't care if you're still wearing a mask or not. That's your call. doesn't affect me either way. Masks are pretty much gone. Uh, The only reason I still wear one, well, two reasons, actually, why I'm still wearing a mask. One is because my employer requires it right now, but two, and this is definitely the more important one for me. It's not because my employer requires it, but it's because I paid 40 bucks for the Under Armour mask that I've been wearing throughout the pandemic, so I am definitely using that thing until it breaks, until it wears out. There's no reason for me not to. You know what I mean? I put out a nice little 40 bucks. Isn't, you know, 40 bucks is 40 bucks. But at the same time, these medical masks, you can find these things for $1.50, $2 at stores. I'm showing out 40 bucks. I'm wearing that thing until I can no longer wear it. That is for sure. And speaking of money, you know, there's actually one major reason why I sat down and recorded this podcast today. Like I said, it's been a little bit, you know, life gets in the way, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to record my podcast. I love doing this, but there's one reason why I sat down and did this one today. And that's because that I just saw that Spotify struck a deal. I think it was worth around $60 million with Alex Cooper and the call her daddy podcast. Portnoy and Barstool sports losing out to Spotify. Uh, I, I don't blame Dave in this situation. That's a boatload of money to shell out for a podcast, even one that is as popular as Call Her Daddy with uh, Alex Cooper there. So me doing this podcast, it serves as my announcement, the official announcement here, that the next time Spotify wants to exclusively sign a podcast to a deal, Red Letter Day, it's throwing its hat in the ring here. The hat is in the ring. Red Letter Day is open for business. You know, already have my guests lined up. Spotify can kick back knowing that I've already got this done. Interview one on Spotify, definitely getting the rock in. Interview two, I think we're going with Tom Brady here. Interview three, 
might have to interview Joe Rogan just because, you know, this podcast might be, it might be right next to his. <laughs> you don't need to know. So Spotify doesn't have to worry about that once they sign Red Letter Day. We're ready. Red Letter Day is going to do what they need to do here. Uh, so there's been that whole ordeal going on with Barstool and Spotify and all that stuff. Crazy stuff in sports, too. You know, it's playoff season for the NHL and the NBA. Horses are testing positive for drugs at the Kentucky Derby. Crazy stories there if you want to go check those out. Uh, the Super League with soccer, it was a thing. Then it wasn't a thing. It's kind of still a thing. Now I think it's totally dead. I don't really know. You know, in my opinion, the owners screwed the owners with the rollout of the Super League. As Vince McMahon would say there, Brett screwed Brett. You know, the owners screwed the owners. Brett screwed Brett. Brett screwed Brett. A little word of advice to those Super League owners. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. That's all I got to say about that. And that's all I have to say about that. As I said, summer is here, summer's coming, which means that it's time for graduation. People are graduating high school, getting ready to move away from their home for the first time, or they're graduating college and getting ready to go out into the real world. Guys and girls are throwing on their caps and gowns this time of year. Now, (laughs) I sit here, I say now and pause, because I'm giving you all a chance to try and think about what problem I'm going to have with this, what problem I could have with graduations. Actually, honestly, no problem at all. You know, I love celebrating success, and I think people should always celebrate their successes with their friends and their family. Be proud of your accomplishments. You know, throw on that cap and gown. However, when I see these posts on Facebook, on Instagram, of preschool graduations, these step-up ceremonies graduations, come on. (laughs) Your kid, your kid is four years old. You know, we can find some other stuff to celebrate here. They got through preschool. Congratulations. He got there every day. You know, let's throw a party because your kid learned how to tie their shoes. Or maybe your kid stopped shitting themselves. You know, let's let's avoid these preschool grad parties. Now, I'm also not going to sit here like a hypocrite in this situation because I'll be honest with you. When I have kids, they, they might have a preschool graduation. You know, all these preschools now, you know, some many preschools, you know, are free. But some people still pay for. And the preschools that people are paying for, trust me, the parents want to see these step-up ceremonies. I would. If I'm shelling out money, you know, <laughs> let me make my money worth it. You know, but I hate even saying preschool and graduation in the same sentence. But my kids, they'll probably have one because all these preschools are having one now. Will I have a preschool grad party for my kids? Why the hell not? You know, it'll give my wife and I something to plan. Always fun to do in the middle of the summer, you know. Just the fact of these step-up ceremonies, putting the kids in a cabin gown and parading them down the street. <laughs> Come on. It totally, it serves as an Instagram post for these parents. And I get it. You know, I like posting. I, like I said, I always say I post on social media. But it's just these step-up ceremonies. They're Instagram posts, you know, for parents to get people to tell them their kids look cute. You know, my son or daughter doesn't need the validation from my high school classmates that they never met. Let's be real. So preschool graduations, I guess we could keep doing them. I'm just going to sit here and say, you know, it's not my not my cup of tea per se. But besides that little rant here, I got to sit down a little bit and we have to discuss Major League Baseball for a little bit now. And a topic I got to touch on today is not a topic per se, but a man in Major League Baseball. And it's one guy who's taken the world by storm. And that is Shohei Otani of the Los Angeles Angels. I say that name, and the hardcore baseball fan like myself instantly knows who that is. He's been hot. He's hitting homers. To the casual fan, though, the the name might not resonate right away. When I say casual fan, I mean casual fans that know Derek Jeter, David Ortiz, like that whole thing. Big names in baseball. For Major League Baseball, a name like Shohei Otani not resonating with the casual fan, that's a problem. Baseball does have its fair share of problems. We all know that. Sports in general do. And the problem today is that baseball has done a poor 
poor job, a horrible job, in my opinion, in fact, of marketing its top stars, not even for the past few months, but for the past few years. I say current names like Bryce Harper, Aaron Judge. Those names non-baseball fans know. In the New York area, Aaron Judge, big name. People know him. When you go down to Philly, you say Bryce Harper. Non-baseball fans, they know Bryce Harper. I say Shohei Otani, and outside of the world of baseball, people don't know who he is. He is doing things that we have not seen in Major League Baseball before. Things that haven't been done since Babe Ruth, the early 1900s. He came over from the States, from the professional leagues in Japan, and he's done nothing but impress us. You know, He could swing the bat. He hits 450-foot homers seemingly every night. I'm turning on SportsCenter and seeing another 450-foot homer from Shohei. He drives in runs, and besides that, he can pitch. We haven't seen a guy who can hit and pitch, like I said, since Babe Ruth. He can pitch over 100 miles an hour with control. A guy like that, he should be the face of baseball right now. He's a jack-of-all-trades, except he is exceptionally talented at all trades. Yet no one sees him play. Otani is great for the game of baseball, yet baseball is continuing to fail to capitalize on what they have in the front of their hands. In the palms of their hands, they have this man. And they're failing at it. The big problem here is that he's playing on the West Coast. You know, he that's the place he wanted to go. He didn't want to play in New York. He didn't want to play on the East Coast. And that's fine, you know. L.A. is a huge market. Los Angeles is a huge, huge market. Probably the biggest market in the U.S. behind New York. But he plays on an Angels team that has been in the basement of their vision every single year. Him playing on the West Coast also means that the entire East Coast never sees him play. Yes, I see his highlights, like I said, on SportsCenter the next morning. I see his 450-foot homers. I see his 100-mile-an-hour strikeouts. But with games in L.A. starting at 10 o'clock every night on the East Coast... I rarely get to see him live on TV, and the same goes for a guy like Mike Trout and Mookie Betts on the Dodgers. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that the West Coast shouldn't have baseball teams. That's absurd. That's, you can't just classify things that you just can't make baseball convenient for me. You know, everything on the East Coast, everything starts at 7, so I could watch. That's not what I'm saying here. But baseball does have to do a better job in marketing the stars on these West Coast teams better than they are currently doing. The NFL does it. You know, they have teams on the East and West Coast. They draw ratings every single week. Politics aside, the NFL draws ratings. It does. People sit down every Sunday, every Monday night, every Thursday night, and they do a fantastic job in marketing their biggest players, in my opinion. You know, I do sit here and understand that the NFL only does play once a week, and each MLB team plays 162 games. And sure, some don't like the business practices of major sports leagues like the NFL, and I'm not sitting here saying that things cannot be changed. But overall, the average American knows a good amount of the more famous football players, even if they are not football fans themselves. Baseball, you know, rarely do I hear a non-baseball fan who knows more than a handful of players. And that's sad for the game. It's very sad for the game. Like I said, it's 162 games. I'm not saying, even me, I don't sit down and watch 162 Yankee games a year. But at the same time, I enjoy the sport and I could sit there and watch. You know, comparing the NFL and MLB, I know, it's like comparing apples to oranges. I understand that. The NFL plays significantly less games each year. But for a sport that has its team play 162 games, baseball should be doing a much better job in marketing its top stars. Not even player-wise for the game, though, but just marketing-wise in general. This past Saturday, went to my first sporting event in person post-COVID at Yankee Stadium. And this place was a, it was a ghost town. You know, an absolute ghost town. Going to a sold-out sporting event anywhere in New York is always an experience. A sold-out sporting event, a sold-out concert, it doesn't matter. During normal times, the stadium will be packed on a Saturday afternoon. Kids are now out of school. Parents are off from work. That place should be bumping. 
Yet this Saturday, and for the past few nights on TV that I've seen, it hasn't been. You know, and it's not just a stadium. I watch Mets games. I see Phillies games. I turn on the MLB network and see Dodgers games on the West Coast. These places are not drawing the people that they should. Are people still scared to go? Maybe. You know, that could be it. But I can tell you right now, I'm not. I'm not scared to go out to the ballpark and go to the game. And most of the people that I know are not. So why are these places not drawing fans right now? That's the question that Major League Baseball needs answered. To me, it's because some people don't even know you can go. You know, you no longer need proof of vaccination to get in the Yankee Stadium. Does everyone know that? No. Before I went to the game, I still thought I needed to bring my COVID card to the game. You know? One thing that actually also pisses me off at the game that occurred was that they're still not accepting cash at the concession stands. I went to get a bag of Cracker Jacks. You know, the classic, classic baseball snack at a game. Went to hand the lady a 20, and she said, card only. I'm looking at it like, oh, very funny. Like, here you go, here's my cash. And she's like, no, like, only cards. And I'm like, what is society coming to where my cash isn't an acceptable form of payment? It's literally American currency. Andrew Jackson's face is plastered all over that thing, and I can't give it to you. Like, what are we doing? COVID is over. Let's go. Accept my cash. Like, you're losing money because I didn't give you cash. That's six bucks you're not getting from me. Like, what are we doing? It's ridiculous. Let's just accept my cash and let's start getting people back at these games. You know, the players deserve it and we as fans deserve it. Major League Baseball, it has done a piss poor job in broadcasting that stadiums are fully open again. The league office has to do better. And I bring all of this up. I bring up Shohei Otani in baseball. One, because I was at a game. But two, because I saw that Otani announced he's going to be in the Home Run Derby this year at the All-Star Game. This is one of my favorite sporting events of the year. All-Star Weekend with the MLB is my absolute favorite All-Star Weekend in all sports. Hopefully baseball can capitalize on this event and make him a star outside of the baseball community. But if I was a betting man, I would have to say that Major League Baseball will fail in doing this, just like how it has failed with so many other things under its current administration. So I've got to calm myself down a little bit about baseball here. You know, Like I said, it's a big thing for me. Now. Baseball's got to do a better job. But step back a little bit here. I don't do many... Um, I don't do many shout outs on the page. You know, I don't do many promos in these episodes. In fact, I don't have an ad. I don't do ads in these episodes at the moment. But I got to sit here now and I guess it's not so much of an ad. It's more of a shout out, someone hard work. And I got to sit here and shout out my man, Manny Nolasco. Manny the Goat, as I call him. <laughs> Good name right there. But he uh, works at the rotation site that I just did for my pharmacy program. Uh, funny guy. Very funny guy. He, uh, he worked on the greatest pair of custom shoes that I've ever seen. These Air Force Ones with the Mandalorian on them. I'm in love. My Mando shoes are going to be worn everywhere, and I'm going to point them out to every single person that I see. But you see my shoes? Everybody. I don't care. So if you hear me doing it, you're going to get sick of it because I'm going to be doing it every single day. I'm not going to shut up about these things. They're freaking awesome. They're posted on the Red Letter Day Instagram. They're posted on Manny's page. So go check it out. Go give him some love about that. I always love to promote people doing their thing. So go check out his page, Nolasco Customs, on Instagram. Like I said, go check out the Red Letter Day Instagram, and you'll be able to get right to that on Alaska Customs page and see all of his work in the past and place an order with them. You know, if you like what he's doing, he can do anything. Trust me. I saw some of his designs. I sent him pictures of the Mandalorian to do. Let me tell you, these pictures, if you put the pictures side by side with the shoe, you would think he just printed out the picture and slapped it on the shoe, except his design is so intricate. I love it. it it's honestly, it's better than the picture I sent, which I don't know how that's even possible. So man, you got to say thanks again. Appreciate the hard work. Love that you're shouting out the page. Love that you're seeing these shoes everywhere. So go check out his work. 
because I love it. And it's always nice to see someone who's dedicated and loves what they're doing and works very hard. And now, as I mentioned, it looks like we're finally about to break out of this COVID bubble that we have been in for over a year. The beginning of this pandemic, it was very challenging due to all the um, unfortunate deaths that occurred around the globe. People lost family members. People lost friends. It was an extremely tough time for those who experienced loss. You know, me included, sitting here just not even COVID-related loss. It's a tough time to have to go through the pandemic and have things happen. Uh, The pandemic had also forced many people to stay locked up inside of their homes. We originally did not know what was going on, how to treat this virus. So places closed, cities imposed curfews, many people worked from home. We were all unable to see friends and family. And as we all know, this continued for over a year. You know, staying at home, though, being isolated, it gives people a lot of time to themselves. A lot of time to themselves. And it can lead to people reopening doors that they don't want to reopen. Dark places people can go when they have too much time on their hands. Dark places they can go if they don't have the people around them to talk to and the people around them to support them when they need it. So COVID did unfortunately take away many lives. We've seen it. We see the numbers. But it also reopened the door to struggle for many, not only Americans, but people around the globe. Mentally struggle. That's that's a big one that I like to touch on. Not that I like to touch on, but that needs to be touched on. And an important one to me as a pharmacy student is that struggle with drug abuse. That could have happened again with somebody who's isolated at home. With more time on their hands, depression can sink in and people can become slaves to their demons once again. And that cannot happen. We need to avoid that as much as possible. Look at the numbers. Depression and opioid abuse were both already a major problem in this country, not even for the past few months, but for decades. And lockdowns across the board this past year only made this problem worse. Yes, Lockdowns may have been imposed to stop the spread of the virus, and we could sit here and argue back and forth if you think they worked, if they didn't. You see some places that opened up earlier and they had less COVID cases, so I'm not going to sit here and argue if lockdowns worked or not. But I can sit here and tell you, factually tell you, that nobody sat back and thought of the consequences lockdowns could cause for people who need human interaction. Politicians on both sides, or whichever side imposed these lockdowns, however you want to look at it, did not sit there and think, how could this affect people that just need support? Nobody sat here and thought about that. Struggling with depression, struggling with drug abuse, they are struggles that are very difficult to overcome, even with the greatest of help. Now imagine trying to overcome something like that if you don't have anybody around you. Doing it on your own, it's virtually impossible. It can be done, but even the most strongly willed individuals can't do it alone. And it's affecting our society more than we know. That is why now that many places, many social services are now reopening, we as a society need to do our best to help those that we know are struggling. Close these struggles again. Close the door to these struggles. Even if we're not close with them, even if we're not friends, even if we're just strangers, be there for your friends. Be there for a stranger. We all need to do our part in bringing people out of the darkness of their own minds. Me personally, I'm always a phone call away. I don't care if we're best friends, if we're not friends, if we're no longer friends. It doesn't matter to me. Do I hate people? No. Dude, I don't hate anybody on this earth. Are there people that I wish I didn't have to speak to every day? Absolutely. Are there people that I don't respect? Absolutely. But if someone came to me in any of those categories and asked me for help, I don't care what our history is together, if we're friends now, if we're not friends, my answer will always be yes. 
every single time. And I will always be that way. That will never change for me. You need help and come to me. I'm there for you. We don't even know each other and you come for me for help. I am there for you. Period. Stop. That's it. And there lies the problem that I see in our society because a good portion of the general public are just in it for themselves. They view someone else's struggles as a not their problem type thing. The problem also lies in deciding whether or not you should help someone. Someone who is struggling may refuse help and that is entirely their right to do so. But that doesn't mean it is not tough to sit back and watch them struggle. Sitting back and watching this, it's tough because you know there's not much you can do for this person. You try and try, but if they refuse your help, you can't do anything else. And that's the toughest feeling in the world. And some people that do reach out for help, they may half-ass reach out for help. They'll reach out to someone who they know will give them an answer that they want to hear. They won't reach out to someone who will give them an answer that they need to hear. As a friend, as a person in general, that's what I strive to do. I'll tell you my opinion, how I would handle it, but I will never impose my views on a situation onto someone else. I won't tell you how to handle it. That's your choice, and I won't think of you any differently for it. What I will do is try to stand in your shoes and see things from your perspective before giving you that advice. If you're struggling, reach out to me. Reach out to someone. Like I said, I've never met you. It doesn't matter. Reach out. Everyone should have that mindset because you never know when you can not only help someone, but when you may be able to save someone's life just by having a short conversation with them. One of the biggest people uh, that I, I guess I would just like look up to and just like, I don't like the word look up to in this situation. Someone that I just like, like hearing from, it's Craig Carton on WFAN, the uh, sports radio station in New York. Craig, for a quick background about Craig, he's been on the radio forever. He used to do mornings on the fan. Uh, now he's doing afternoons. He used to be paired. He was doing a show with Boomer Siason, and it turned out he was a very impulsive gambler, Craig was, and he owed a lot of people a lot of money and eventually went to prison for what he was doing. Um, you can look up, there's a whole story, there's an HBO documentary and such, but Craig tells a story about one time where he was on a uh, ski lift, I believe he was out in Utah, but all he wanted to do on the ski lift was jump, and that was it, he's as high as you can imagine on a ski lift, he just wanted to jump, and what he did was he turned to a, a couple that was next to him, a newly, I guess, couple that were together, and just said, hey, I just need to talk to somebody, so I don't do anything stupid, and this couple turned out they were sports fans, you know, Craig talks sports, and you know, Craig was able to get off that ski lift that day, and even on the radio now, he credits those two, that couple, with saving his life just by having a simple conversation with him to calm him down, let him know, hey, you know, the world's a crazy place, but everything's going to be all right. You know, you can do it. So Craig now, he's back on the fan, he's doing his thing, and he's letting people know their struggle. He's telling people what his struggle was like, and he's there for people that have that struggle. He gives people his phone Right on the air, he'll give them their phone number like, hey, give me a call if I know you're struggling. And that's the person I strive to be, somebody just like that. In my mind, this is the most important thing you can do as a person. It doesn't really matter to me how much money you make, how many friends you have. It matters if you're a generally good-hearted individual. And when I see people that are, it makes me want to have them become a part of my life. Because then I know if I need a friend to talk to, they will be right by my side the entire way. The entire way they will be there for me. So my friends, please be that person for someone. Be that person because one day you may need a person like that in your life. And with that, that's all I have for today for episode five of Red Letter Day, an important topic to close it out that I believe everyone needs to hear. 
It's good to be back talking to everyone. It's great, in fact, to sit here and shed some light on a topic that we may have overlooked during the COVID-19 pandemic. For more thought-provoking and some fun conversation along the way, be sure to subscribe to Red Letter Day on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you do listen to your podcast. Check out at Red Letter Day Podcast on Instagram for some more great content during the week. And it's a little few days past here, but got to give a happy Father's Day shout out to all the dads out there. Thank you for all that you guys do. Uh, For now, those are my takes. Love them or hate them. I'm going to keep making them. So stay safe, and I'll see you on the flip side.